Welcome to the No BS Mama podcast. I'm your host, Megan. I'm married with three kids and found myself stressed, overwhelmed, and lost in motherhood before I gave up the idea of perfection and remembered that my needs are important too. If you're looking for a mom friend who drops F-bombs, loves road trips, and will always hype you up, then I'm your girl. I want to cut through the bullshit and have real conversations about all things mom life. I definitely don't have all the answers, but I am here for you, girl, and I'm bringing in some experts and other moms to help us out, too. We know there's no one-size-fits-all solution, so make sure you take what serves you and leave what doesn't. So go ahead and grab that coffee, that glass of wine, or whatever floats your boat, and go hide from those kids while we dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the No BS Mama podcast. My name is Megan. I'm your host. And as always, I am so thankful to be spending this time with you. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you have listened to all 100 plus episodes before this, I just cannot express how much it means to me that you have taken the time out of your day to tune in. There's a million different things you could be doing. There's a million different podcasts you could be listening to. And so the fact that you have chosen to share your precious time with me on this podcast just absolutely means the world to me. Um, So today's episode, I'm going to try and keep short and sweet. I don't really have any notes, um, but this came up in a conversation that I was having um, for an interview that we'll be releasing here in the next couple of weeks about um, self-care. And obviously that's what we've been talking about here for a while, but the different seasons of mom life and just life in general and how we evolve as people, as women, as mothers, and um, our self-care routines should be evolving and changing and growing with us through these seasons, right? And so something that you might have considered self-care when you were, you know, newly married without any children or Um, before you got married or when you had infants and now you have big kids, like your self-care probably looks and feels different. You probably need more or less depending upon the season that you're in, right? And that's just something that I wanted to normalize. So if you're familiar with my story, you know that I had all of my children very young. I was done having kids by the time I was 23 years old. I had my last baby right before my 24th birthday. Um, and I I had no sense of self-care. When people would ask me, like, what do you do to relax? I would just like laugh at them, basically. Like, I don't, what do you mean? Like, you're lucky I sleep. I was sleeping like maybe four hours a night. Um, Five hours was considered like a really good night between, um, you know, babies that wake up to be fed in the middle of the night and going to school and working full time. Like, sleep who? I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? And I realize now, like, what a bad (laughs) situation that was. Um, But in the time... I was in survival mode. That's what we were doing. That's what my life looked like. And, you know, it it was what it was, right? Um, But as a young mom with young children, very young children, toddlers and, and babies, I felt like every spare minute I had, every spare dollar I had, um, had to go to the kids. Like I felt like 
I just had no right to spend any of our extra resources because our resources were so extremely limited at the time. <laughs> so if we had any extra available resources, that those went to the kids. Um, and I would get so pissed at Drew. Like if we went shopping for clothes for the kids and he picked up something for himself, it would infuriate me because how dare you, <laughs> right? And I've worked through that and, you know, that's different now, but that's where I'm coming from when I'm having this conversation with you. So like I have been the mom who, you know, refused to spend money on clothes for herself, refused makeup. I didn't even have any makeup, let alone wear any. Um, Exercise, who has time for that? Like I have been there. I have lived that life um, and I, I could still be in it. So I just wanted to kind of share a little bit of that background so that you know where I'm coming from um, for the rest of this conversation. But um, as my kids got just like a tiny little bit older um, and not even that, they weren't even old because Katie was not born yet. When I first started to prioritize exercising, um, I did that in the form of walking and running. And I took jazzercise actually, because this was like before Zumba was a thing. Maybe Zumba was a thing. It just wasn't in my area yet. Um, I would do jazzercise like once or twice a week. Um, and other than that, I would walk. And then right before I got pregnant with Katie, I started to run. I did couch to 5k. And that was like my time. That was my time to clear my head, to do something that felt good for me. Um, all of that. Right. And then I got pregnant with Katie and I I kept walking. I, I stayed active, but, um, you know, shifted a little bit. And then um, after I had her, I kind of got back into my routine of running a little bit more, probably when she was like, I don't know, maybe close to a year old, I I picked that back up again. Um, And I say this to say like running or exercise, whatever, that doesn't have to be your form of self-care. For me at the time, that was all I had. That was all I knew. I was not in therapy yet. Anyway, running to me was my self-care and it was easy because, not that it was easy, but it was much easier than like joining a gym because the class times just did not work with our schedules. I never knew, even if even if I said like, oh, 7.15 p.m. works for me, um, either I was in school or Drew was in school or like a kid wouldn't go to bed. Like it just it would not work. So what did work for me was that I could run whenever the fuck I wanted to, right? Like I could run um, after dinner while Drew cleaned the kids up before bedtime. I could run on my lunch break at work. I could run um, whenever, whenever I could, whenever I could fit it into my schedule is when I would do that. And I will never forget, I was training for a half marathon. I used to run half marathons very frequently. And, um, it was like one of my first couple and we were standing in the kitchen. Um, and we were like going over the plans for the weekend. And, you know, as 
as it does, you know, everybody wanted something different. And so we were trying to like squeeze it all in. And I said, well, I have to go for a long run at some point on Sunday. And someone very close to me said, you don't have to go for a run. And I just said, yes, I do. And left it at that. But I, my blood was boiling. My blood was boiling because exercise was not important to this person. But I also felt a little bit of that like um, undertone of it must be nice that you get to do something for you. Like moms don't get that. Um, And maybe that was my imagination. Maybe not. Either way, I was like, fuck all the way off. (laughs) Right? Like, for me at the time, that was my therapy. That was my me time. That was literally the only thing I did for myself was buy new running shoes and pay for races and spend the time, the couple hours, to go out and go for a run. That was all I had. Um, And so for someone to insinuate that that wasn't a need, that was like a luxury, was infuriating. Totally infuriating. Um, anyway, then a few years later was when I had my, you know, I don't want to call it a mental health crisis, but that's when I had like my midlife crisis, I guess you could say, um, and really started to kind of pay attention to the fact that I had no idea who I was. I had no idea like what I would consider stress relief beyond exercise. Um, I was always in that like fight or flight state. My muscles were always super tense. My jaw was always locked. I was just in a constant state of anxiety, which led into depression years later, right? So um, I found that as my kids got older and more and more independent, and I had like a little bit of, I don't want to say free time, but like I just had more time on my hands that I wasn't like holding a baby or a child or catering to someone else's needs, right? Like obviously my kids still need me um, and I still pay attention to them and I still love them and all of that. But in the stage of life that we're in right now, they don't need me in that same way as a baby does or as a toddler does. And so I have really been able to pay more attention and experiment and try different things. And now I have like a whole library of things that I know that I like, um, or sometimes things that I don't necessarily like, but I know that are good for me, right? Like I don't like to clean my kitchen, but I know how I feel when I walk into a nice clean kitchen with brand new flowers on the table, right? (laughs) So, So I'll clean the kitchen because I know that afterwards, it makes me feel good, right? Um, But I say all that to say that like it's normal for your self-care routine to like ebb and flow and change and evolve. And something that you, like running used to be it for me. That used to be my thing. And now I enjoy running, but it's not so much a, a part of my routine. I maybe run like once every couple weeks anymore. And it always feels really good when I do it. Um, But for right now in the season that I'm in, I prefer a walk, right? Um, And that's okay. I used to like beat myself up over it, but 
it's just where I'm at right now and that's fine. Um, so wherever you are in your stage of motherhood, whether you are a brand new mom, like if you're, first of all, if you're a brand new mom and you're like really in it with a newborn that is crying all the time and refusing to sleep and, um, is only quiet when you're holding them and like all of that is happening, like I get it. You don't have time for like a huge self-care routine, right? Like maybe for you, self-care is just that shower and that that's all you're going to get right now. And that's fine. But whatever it is for you to be, to feel like a human, make sure you're doing those things, right? Maybe it is sneaking out to get your nails done. That's a big one for me. I love having my nails done. I don't know why. I just, I feel like, um, I feel like pretty, I guess, when, <laughs> when I have my nails done. Um, it's, a, it's a small thing, but I went years and years and years and years and years of my life without being able to afford to get my nails done. So I've been there too, right? Um, and during that time, I would paint my own nails. Like, it, there's just try and get creative, try and recognize like the, the time that you do have and the resources that you do have and ask for the help, right? I talked about this on the interview too. Like there is this like societal expectation still in 2022 that when dad has the kids, he's super dad and you're so lucky to have a babysitter. Like, Fuck that. And that's a whole different, (laughs) that's a whole different conversation. Um, But if you're feeling like you need your partner to like help out more so that you can feel like a human, then ask for that, right? Like there's no, there is no shame in that. I felt, I spent so much time feeling like I, I should be able to do all this by myself. And that, I was going to say, I don't know where that came from, but I know exactly where that came from. Um, But it wasn't like a healthy mindset. And, um, you know, we can go into all kinds of things about like trusting your partner to do it the same way you would do it or as good as you would do it or all of those other things. And again, that's a totally different topic for a totally different day. Um, and I'll do, I'll do an episode on that too, because we have struggled with that in this house too. Um, but if you're feeling like I need help or I need my partner to step up in this way that they're not doing, it's okay to ask for that. And in fact, not only is it okay to ask for that, but it's much better to ask for that proactively than to bring it up in the middle of an argument about all the shit that they don't do, right? Like we've had lots of those arguments too. So like, I, I get it, I've been there. Um, but even let's say your kids are a little bit older and maybe they're in elementary school and they're in... Um, they're in band and soccer and, um, you know, I don't know, you're really involved in your church and like you have all these things happening and all these things going on and your schedule is always so jam-packed. Um, we've been there too. And 
I just encourage you to find little moments wherever you can, create them, put them in your calendar ahead of time and stick to them like doctor's appointments. Find these little opportunities to do things that are just for you, whether it is like a tiny little thing, like starting your day with a journal prompt and a quick brain dump of all the shit that you have to do today or a full-blown day at the beach by yourself with your favorite book. Like, whatever it is for you, I can't tell you what it is. Only you can only you can tell me like what it is that you need. And if you don't know what that thing is, I'm here to also tell you that that is also okay. And I think something that we need to normalize. I think we need to normalize the fact that moms, sometimes we get ourselves into the thick of it and we're like, wait a minute. Like even when we do have, you know, a couple hours to ourselves, like say, say, say for example, our partner does recognize that we are all kinds of stressed out and decides to take the kids for an afternoon on a Saturday and leave you alone in the house. A lot of times, a lot of us will spend those couple hours cleaning, doing laundry, grocery shopping, like doing all the shit that needs to be done that we would normally do anyway. And while that might be like, that might be your thing that you need to do, but if you're getting to the end of the day and your kids are coming home and your spouse is home and the house is all chaotic again, and you realize like, what the fuck? I didn't even, I just sat down and turned the TV on five minutes ago and now they're all back. Like I just sat down then that is not what that was not the most productive use of your free time right like we have to find this balance of doing things that are productive to keep ourselves and our houses and our families moving forward and rest right um and again i this looks different for everybody depending on the stage of motherhood that you're in um the stage of motherhood that i'm in right now is that we are counting down the days. We're down to days. Um, it's less than one month away before Timmy moves to college. And if you have been here for a while, you know that I have been struggling with this. I have been riding that struggle bus hard this whole year, right? Um, and for a little bit this summer, I kind of was like able to keep my shit together. But now that we're like, down to the wire, um, I'm like starting to freak out again. But what's helping me get through it now is that like, yes, I recognize that there's going to be an empty seat at my dinner table. And yes, I recognize that um, I'm not going to hear from him as often. And like all of those dynamics are going to change. I'm also recognizing that the dynamics with the all four of us the rest of the four of us that are left are also going to change. My relationship with Drew is going to be different. My relationship with Katie and Nicholas, that's all going to be different. And I have an opportunity to like really lean into that. I have an opportunity to lean into the fact that our evenings are still going to be stressful and chaotic, but there's one less schedule that we have to like maintain on a daily basis. So that frees up like mental space that frees up some time like that frees up a lot and um i i just decided recently to like 
really lean into that and think about like, what are some things that we can do um, or that I can do to not only to, to cope with the fact that I'm going to be missing my oldest, but also to um, make the best out of it because this is the next season of my life, right? And in a couple years, we're going to be going through it again with Nicholas. And then right behind him the following year will be Katie. Like, And then Drew and I are going to be sitting here home alone by ourselves and not knowing what to do, right? And so to in an effort to try to avoid that, which I know there's going to be a little bit of that because we've never done this before. There's going to be lots of opportunities for learning, lots of growth, all of that. Like, I get it. I know that. Um, but I, I'm choosing to, to have the mindset that if we do things now proactively to stay connected, then when we get to the point that all of our kids are gone, we won't be strangers and we won't like not know what to do with ourselves because we'll be picking up these hobbies and these things along the way. Like I've already made a pivot in my career. I've already um, picked up a new like passion project that I'm really excited to like fully lean into um, in September, right? So no matter where you are in your motherhood journey and, and you're watching your kids grow up and you're like, oh, you know, your little mama heart, like it's so happy, but it's breaking at the same time. Like no matter if it's that your kid is moving into their big kid bed out of their crib or moving into their crib out of their bassinet that was in your bedroom, like there's these little tiny moments that are big moments, but they're like, they're so small. Um, but like there's a little bit more freedom in every single thing. So whether it's that your kid is transitioning into their big kid bed or transitioning out of the house, I want you to take this opportunity to, number one, obviously, you know what I'm going to say, feel those feelings. Feel those feelings. Go to therapy if you need to process them. Journal it out. Talk to your partner. Talk to someone else who's been through it. Like whatever it is that you need to do to feel that. Like don't suppress it. Really feel it. But then... Take an opportunity to look around and say, okay, how can I make this work for me? How can I make this work to my benefit? Like what's something that I can do with this newfound, like quote unquote freedom, right? Because when, if it's the bassinet thing, like you're not totally free, but it's a, it's a little bit more freeing. Maybe you can, I don't know, whatever you, you get what I'm, you get what I'm trying to say. Um, so yeah, that's my advice to you. Like no matter where you are in this journey, no matter what step your kid is stepping into that's next for you, um, embrace the tiny bit of freedom that comes with it and see what you can do for yourself in that process. Whether it's something really small or something a little bit bigger, it doesn't matter. Just do something that's just for you because you deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve to take the time. You deserve to make the space. Like you deserve to feel like a full, complete, happy person. Um, and if you haven't felt like that in a while, 
That's totally normal too. Doesn't mean that it's okay. It just means that it's normal. You're not alone. Um, And if you're thinking like, this sounds great, Megan. I don't know where to start. I don't even know what I like or what I want to do or how I, how, like, I don't know what relaxes me because I haven't felt relaxed in the last five years. If you haven't yet downloaded my simple self-care menu, you need to do that. There's 50 plus um, options to choose from in four different categories. Um, So whether you have literally one minute or, you know, a couple days to dedicate to yourself and your self-care, there's 50 plus ideas. Um, so some of them might, you might look at it and be like, oh yes, I want to try that. And some of it you might look look at right away and be like, mm, that's not for me. That's okay. That's why there's so many ideas on there. It's just to get the ball rolling, just to help you start to experiment with some things, right? So that resource is available for you. It is in the show notes. Let me know when you use it. Um, tag me on Instagram in your stories or just shoot me a quick message and let me know like, oh, I tried this thing today. I really liked it. Um, I'm going to try and incorporate it more or whatever it is. Um, I would love, love to hear from you. So um, that is all I have for you today. Until next time. Hey, babe. Mom. 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 Shit, you guys, I gotta go. I really hope you loved today's episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to me if you would share it with a mom like us so she doesn't feel so alone either. And if you're not already in our free Facebook community, girl, what are you waiting for? I promise it just takes two seconds. You don't even have to search for it. Just go ahead and click the link right here in the show notes. Until next time, try to remember to do something that's just for you this week.